Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey. They're off and it is on. And betting line has taken the lead. Choo choo, boom! Just like that. You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun, Shaman Hall, production, Smoking Gun is flying, here comes Smoking Gun, I don't know! That just happened! That just happened! Mike, I've got one word to say, and that is, woo! It's going to be this is going show. to be, I'll tell you what, Mike, this is going to be a fantastic show, and, and uh, I'll tell you what, th- special thanks, first of all, to Scott Robinson, because if it wasn't for Scott, this wouldn't be possible, so certainly hands off to him. It's Harness Racing's newest owner, the nature boy, Ric Flair, going to be joining us towards the top of the hour, along with Scott Robinson. Certainly a lot of questions uh, for the nature boy as he embarks on his quest. The two-year-old uh, champion painter of the year lost in time that uh, will, be, will be set to make his three-year-old debut in the not-too-distant future. But, Mike, this is big because, I mean, and we don't want to tip it, but a lot of great things are going to happen as a result of this. And we talked about kind of like the gift for harness racing, the gift right at harness racing's front door that we need to take advantage of. This is certainly one of them, Mike, because we got a lot of play in the media uh, for the Nature Boy Ric Flair getting the gift of harness racing delivered to him. So hopefully this will work out fantastic for harness racing. And Mike, I believe it will. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we had some of the WWE uh, wrestling sites uh, kind of pick up our kind of pick up this press release uh, that we set out earlier this week. Mike, it's going to be a fantastic interview with the Nature Boy Ric Flair. But Mike, we're also going to talk a little bit of Pocono Downs. We're going to talk some Breeders' Crown with the guys out at Pocono Downs, the Downs of Mohegan Sun, Pocono, Jim Baviglia, and Jen Star. And boy, Mike, what a great crew they have out there uh, at the Downs. Uh, they do a fantastic job promoting their product. And what about the opening night promotion they had? $50 gets you a $50 voucher. You can't complain about that. No, absolutely. That was a great promotion. No hats off to them. They'll have many great promotions coming out throughout the year 2018, and we'll talk to Jen and Jim about that coming up here. Plus, Matt Rose will be joining us around 1130 as uh, it's already round two of the George Morton Levy and the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series coming up this weekend at Yonkers. And, Mike, our brackets are trimmed. They are no longer 64 uh, men and women. It's down to 32 
uh, lucky combatants and some very interesting names advancing on our good friend from Gulfstream Park, Pete Aiello, survived Garnet Barnsdale, Rich Matei, and a whole host of others. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's only going to get more exciting from here is that a bracket of 64 is down to 32. And after this weekend, Mike, it will be down to the Sweet 16. Yeah, definitely. If you're still alive in the bracket, uh, make sure that your selections are submitted no later than 9.30 uh, this evening. And uh, one thing about it, one thing about it, Mike, uh, even if you're still, if, even if you're facing a bye, because we had some people uh, get disqualified last week, no problem. You know, we understand things come up. But if you're still, if you're facing a bye, selections are still due. Um, so just uh, please make sure that uh, you get those into us by 9:30. Uh, something extenuating happens, make sure you reach out to us uh, via email or text or what have you, and uh, maybe we can make some accommodations. But uh, Mike, I tell you what, uh, what a great job all 64 contestants last week uh, getting their selections in. We certainly appreciate it. I'll tell you what, we had them, most of them early, Mike. Uh, we had most of them by like 4.35 o'clock, so the spreadsheet was pretty much done so everybody can kind of see where they were, and uh, it's going to be a great night. Mike, you've been, I got to tell you, you've been running this thing like a drill sergeant, man. Holy moly. Uh, <laughs> but that's what you got to do. Hey, listen, when you got 64, when, that's a lot of traffic when you've got 64 people that you've got to deal with. And, and you know, we, we try to make it bigger and better than last year. I mean, obviously, you're running a score sheet that's available on our website. So as soon as everybody, you know, kind of turns in their picks are right at that 930 deadline, just a few minutes after that, you know, you get everybody's picks out so everybody knows exactly who they're going against, who everybody else's uh, picks are. And so that's, you know, that's the reason why we're kind of running a lot tighter ship this year. Plus, it's for some good money. I mean, you know, the top four are going to get paid thanks to the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York for that. 250 bucks to the winner, 150 for a second, and a 50 spot if you can make the final four if you finish third or fourth. So some good, good stuff uh, coming up in our George Morton Levy a bracket Buster series again. Don't forget to get your picks in. Log on to our website, post time with Mike at Mike.com. Well, real quick, we've got Jen Star on hold. We're going to be with her in just a second. But first, we do want to acknowledge, Mike, that there are a lot of new uh, potential new racing fans that are tuning into this program to, to uh, hear the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. So we just kind of thought that we would spend just about a minute, not too long, but just kind of a minute explaining if you're brand new to harness racing, if you've never uh, really heard of the sport, or if you're you know kind of new to the sport, if you kind of know a little bit about harness racing but don't know a whole lot, I think, Mike, maybe we should take this opportunity to explain. And first thing I'm going to say, if you're wondering what exactly is harness racing, I can answer your question this way. In my opinion, it is the most exciting two minutes in sports. Harness racing is actually horse racing. Uh, they have on the back of the horse it's called a sulky, and basically there are many, many races and many racetracks around. So if you live in the continental United States, even if you live overseas, Mike, more than likely there's a racetrack that's not too far from you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Harness racing is a very big action-packed sport, Mike. Uh, And I'll tell you what, if you've never been involved, never been to a racetrack, go check it out. Uh, There's a lot of great harness racing action all over the country. And, uh, Mike, uh, you know, 
for those who maybe don't know who we are, um, I am Mike Carter. Uh, I work as a uh, work as a backup announcer. I also uh, do a couple other jobs at Northfield Park, but uh, we're basically the Jim Ross and Jerry the King Waller of uh, harness racing, Mike. <laughs> Well, Mike Carter's at Northfield Park. Northfield Park is a track located in uh, just outside of Cleveland, Ohio, in Northfield, Ohio. I am the track announcer at Harris, Philadelphia, uh, which is getting ready to open their meet coming up in the next couple of weeks. Harris, Philadelphia is a race track that is located in Chester, Pennsylvania. I believe it's one of the three harness tracks in the state of Pennsylvania. I had to make sure I got that right. The Meadows, which is located out in the Pittsburgh area. We're going to talk a little bit about Mohegan Sun at Pocono, which is located in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. And of course, Harris, Philadelphia, which is located in Chester, just about uh, 10 minutes south of the Philadelphia airport, right in the Philadelphia metropolitan area. But for more information on what harness racing is, it's a great, great sport. It's a very exciting sport. And hey, you know what? If you're looking for a night out, if you're looking for something to do with your buddies, this is something that is different. It's not, you know, listen, if you're tired of going to the movies, if you're tired tired of going to the bar, if you're tired of going out to your friend's house and hanging out and, and having a couple of beers or pops that way, I'm telling you right now, you guys need to go to a harness race in a harness uh, a card of harness racing because it's a fantastic night out and it doesn't have to be very expensive. Obviously, there's wagering involved, but it's an action-packed night, and I guarantee you that you're not going to be disappointed. But for more information, if you're brand new to harness racing, check out the Harness Racing Fan Zone. Do the Google search. Go to harnessracingfanzone.com, uh, or you can go to ustrotting.com as well. And there's information there if you want to learn more about uh, ownership. Uh, it's not very expensive, Mike, to own a harness horse nowadays, not with the fractional ownership uh, possibilities going around. So make sure you check all that out, plus information on wagering if you'd like to play some wagers, or if you just want to find out where the nearest racetrack is closest to you, go to ustrotting.com or the Harness Racing Fan Zone. All right, Mike, let's get this ball rolling. Gen Stars in the on-deck circle stick around. And for those of you new uh, – New to the sport of harness racing, you're going to hear a little bit more about the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono, a racetrack in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by our good friends at Bet America. Check them out, too. BetAmerica.com. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join the revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Retrain. Rehab. Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, 
and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Searching up the rail, modern legend there. Four in again, dead game. Clear vision, laid on the outside. Pet Rock on the inside. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. Right now, we're joined by the racing marketing manager at the Down at Mohegan Sun Pocono, Jen Starr. And Jen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We are going to talk a little bit about the Breeders' Crown, but I do want to mention something that is hot off the presses, right on the front page of the USTA website, talking about a new series of horses. Uh, that will be uh, th- that a class will be written for. It's an open class uh, in the state of Pennsylvania for the aged pacers that will be taking place uh, at both Harris Philly with the finals coming up at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono on Sunday, September second. Some good, good stuff, Jen. How are you? I'm great, and thank you so much for having us on. We really appreciate it. We're really looking forward to everything, and you guys are great. You do such a great job for the sport. Oh, well, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Well, Jen, let's let's get to the main event. Let's talk about Breeders' Crown 2018. We know you just had opening day. Opening day went very, very well. We're buried under a foot of snow over here, by the way, here <laughs> in the, the land of Paris, Philadelphia, where our meet is supposed to open up in just a couple of weeks. But uh, nonetheless, you guys got through opening day, and obviously you're looking forward to the Breeders' Crown 2018. You guys did a heck of a job last time you had it, and it's going to be bigger and better this year. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, this will be the third time that we are holding it. And as you know, we were the first track to hold all 12 championship races in one night, and that was in 2010. And we repeated it again in 2013. And we're really looking forward to it again this year. I mean, you could feel the buzz in the air everywhere, down the paddock, with the fans. Everybody's really excited. We are in the midst of planning, seating, and dining options for our fans. And that will be released in early summer so that, the fan experience will be a big one here. Now, we may not be the biggest outside area, but we do put on a good show, and we want to make sure that it is very fan-friendly, and the view from wherever you are will be a good one. So, like I said, early summer we'll be releasing some ticket options and dining options for our fans to experience Breeders' Crown 18. Jen, Breeders' Crown 18. Uh, For those new listeners uh, who may be joining us for the first time, the Breeders' Crown is kind of like our WrestleMania, so to speak. Uh, It's a a huge event with all the greatest horses uh, from the sport of harness racing. But, Jen, I was talking about some of the opening night promotions that you guys had, and what a promotion you guys had with the Bet 50, Get 50 promotion uh, while supplies lasted. Uh, How was opening night for you guys, and uh, what other stellar promotions do you guys have coming up? 
Oh, it was so great. And it was great to see a lot of new faces, which we're really pleased to see. A lot of um, people that had stopped in for the first time for opening night and wanted to experience the 50-50, which is buy 50, and we match it with an additional 50 for live racing vouchers. And we plan to do that throughout the season, too. But it's really great to see some new faces out here, some young people that are coming out to experience it. And you guys have talked about it before. It's a fun night. It's a different night to come out and watch the races. It's not expensive. You can play some wagers. You can have something to drink or eat. And it's very enjoyable. And I do want to add, because I think it might be a little bit intimidating, it's not just for guys. I think women, and I've seen women at racetracks everywhere, and I go to racetracks all the time, they have such a great time. So ladies, do not be intimidated. Dress your best. Have a glass of wine. Watch the races. It's so much fun to experience it live. And I'll tell you what, Jen, it's uh, it's a great property there, the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. I mean, it's in a great area there, you know, up in the mountains. And actually, it's kind of an even if you're not close to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area, I mean, even if you're a couple hours out, you guys got a very nice hotel there. You have the casino there. You have the harness racing, obviously. I mean, it's certainly a great, great destination if, uh, you know, if you want to spend a couple of days. Absolutely, and it it is just minutes away from the turnpike from Interstate 81, and like you said, the hotel on property, it's centrally located to a business district with a lot of shopping areas and restaurants if you want to go off property and explore. It's just a great place to experience harness racing and everything that the casino has to offer for everybody. So, you know, we encourage you to come out and and have some fun with us and just experience the season in, in, in all its glory and all the fun promotions we have for the year and just everything that we have planned. All right. Well, Jen, before we let you go, obviously, with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, coming up in about 15 minutes or so, we have a a lot of new listeners, a lot of listeners that may not actually even be familiar uh, with the sport of harness racing. Uh, You told us where you were located. Tell us uh, exactly when you guys race live, and if they want more information, tell us where we can go on the uh, World Wide Web. Absolutely. We race race from uh, now until November. So we do, we go to our full schedule starting in April, which will be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And our new post time for the season is 7 p.m. with the exception of Easter Sunday, which is 5 p.m. And then Breeders' Crown is to be announced. MoheganSunPocono.com on the Horseman page, you'll find everything you need to know. Of course, always follow us on Twitter at Downs at MSP. We put everything you need to know up to the minute, race night information, events, um, anything that you need to know about racing. And also something new we're adding this year, Mike and Mike, we have our Trotters Text Club. So you could opt in to the number 84700 with the word, one word, Downs at MSP. That's D-O-W-N-S at A-T-M-S-P, all one word, and you'll have a chance to win some cool stuff on race nights, plus get up-to-the-minute information on advanced giveaways and advanced promotions. So opt in today. We plan on doing about eight messages or more a month. Of course, message and data rates apply. All right. She is the Racing Marketing Manager at the Downs in Mohegan Sun Pocono, Jen Starr. Jen, we appreciate you joining us. And once again, for all the newcomers out there, stop into the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono for some great harness racing. And, Jen, you're always uh, around and about, so you're not a very hard person to find. So, obviously, if anybody's got any questions about wagering or betting or horses or anything, I'm sure they can come and see you, right? 
find me and I'll help you and we'll we'll sit down and we'll work on handicapping and we'll have a lot of fun together. Fantastic. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. All right, that was Jen Starr, the racing marketing manager, uh, manager at the Downs in Mohegan Sun, Pocono. And we're going to forego the commercial break. We're going to get uh, right to our guy. He is the eye in the sky, the voice of the Downs in Mohegan Sun, Pocono, our good friend Jim Baviglia. Jim, welcome to the program, buddy. Well, thanks, but I'll tell you what, I feel like one of those guys opening for the Beatles back in the day. You got Ric Flair coming on. I mean, geez, maybe next time you could have Martin Short open for me or something like that. Put me on the spot here. Way to go. Oh, boy, I'll tell you that. Well, listen, buddy, we certainly appreciate you joining us, uh, and you're starting another. And, and I'll tell you what, first of all, Jim's very well educated in music. Jim writes, uh, I see your articles all the time. You share about Facebook, about uh, uh, music and different things. And, and he had all the different great songs about the Beatles, I think, last year. I think that was certainly a popular thing. But I got to tell you real quick before we get into harness racing. Mm-hmm. Last, sure. I would say about the last week, week and a half, and I don't know what it is, but I've been scouring YouTube and I've been going through. You remember that old show on VH1, Behind the Music? Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, I, Absolutely. I've been scouring those, and I've been kind of binge-watching those because they're all on YouTube. And I'll tell you what, some really interesting things about what these bands go through. And I'll tell you, Jim, a lot of, in a lot of situations, it's amazing how a lot of these band members, after going through their, their musical career, and you know, they kind of drop off the face, how a lot of them don't have any money. Yeah, it, it is a shame, and I, you know, I, I, you know, again, not to divert too much from the harness racing, but I, I, my, my new project is I'm writing a book about the songs of the '80s, and I talk to a lot of these artists, and you know, some of them have kind of these horror stories, but uh, you know, most of them have come out okay. It, it is amazing, though. Yeah, you can, you can get lost in behind the music for quite some time, for sure. Absolutely. All right, buddy, let's get to the sport of harness racing. You're starting sure. another, you're starting another season at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono for all our new listeners out there that are different or that that are kind of new to the sport of harness racing. When you go to the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono and you hear the voice calling all the action, the announcer, it's this guy right here, Jim Baviglia, one of the best in the business. Jim, you're starting another season. Um, you know, obviously, as far as the announcing aspect goes, you know, you're very familiar with the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. Although, I'll tell you, when I fill in for you once in a while, it's if you from all the views of the racetrack, all the different racetracks and all the booths, I'll tell you, Pocono could be a tough call in comparison. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit different. I mean, you know, I'm used to it now, but I I know that when a lot of people come in, like yourself or or some other people come in every once in a while when I take a night off, they do say that. They're like, well, you know, this angle is kind of funny and the the finish line is kind of funny. I guess it's just what you get used to when you're calling it night after night. Well, Jim, I'll tell you what, I was up there uh, early, or excuse me, late last year, and some, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, some of the glare spots that uh, that you've got, <laughs> you weren't kidding. When they, when they when they hit a certain point, you got you know you listen, and you sit. when you go to a new racetrack, you're always nervous. You never know, you know, what you're going to see or how things are going to go. But the one thing mm-hmm. as a broadcaster, as an announcer, when we go to check out other places, is we always ask the announcer, "Hey, where are the blind spots? Where are the glares at?" <laughs> and boy, Jim wasn't kidding, man. Turning for home, I'll tell you, some of those. Uh, some of those glare spots are, uh, are are a little tough, but uh, you're getting ready to call uh, your third. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your third Breeders' Crown. Um, that's correct. And I'll tell you what, Jim. It, what what an honor uh, that's got to be for you uh, to be able to call the Breeders' Crown races uh, for the third time. Uh, do you get nervous getting ready to call these types of races, or is it kind of uh, on autopilot from there? 
Well, I think, yeah, I mean, there's always a little bit of nerves, but I think the thing is about the Breeders' Crown is what I, what I always tell people, I think the easiest races to call are the most exciting races. And so in that respect, you know, it all plays out in front of you, and, you know, you just have to make sure you're accurate and just let the race kind of flow. And so in that respect, you know, I look forward to the Breeders' Crown because, you know, as an announcer, you always want the best stuff uh, to, to be able to call, and, and there, there's really nothing better than that. So absolutely, I'm so looking forward to it coming back again this year. You know, when new people come to the racetrack, and a lot of times uh, they get the, you know, the the visits. They come up to the booth. They maybe take a ride in the starting gate or whatever. Which, by the way, I highly recommend for you new people out there. You have to take a ride in the starting gate. It's an unbelievable experience. But uh, you know, a lot of questions that I get as an announcer, obviously very basic questions, is how do you memorize? How do you remember all these horses? Uh, how can you see all these horses? How do you, you know, keep track of all these horses? Uh, for some of the new people out there, Jim, give them some of your tips and tricks on how you kind of memorize and keep everything straight up in the booth. Yeah, well, you know, memorizing was actually something I didn't start until about my second year, and uh, uh, one of our uh, other track announcers from years past, uh, he came up to fill in for me one night, and he he was memorizing. And I was like, wow, you know, like it, it makes it so much smoother. So, yeah, it's just something that becomes second nature after a while. What I tell people about memorizing is that, and I, I know you guys probably feel the same thing, the hardest part isn't so much memorizing for me, it's forgetting uh, a few races down the road because what will happen is you'll have, uh, you know, a certain driver who was on the two horse one race. And then if he's on the two horse, a couple races down the road, the name from a few races back will want to come back in there. So, so that's, that's one tricky part of it. But what I tell people, it's just like any other job, you know, if you do it enough, it becomes second nature. And, you know, at this point, you know, you, you kind of just, uh, you get up there and you do your thing. And it's just, it's just so much, it's just such a blast to be up there calling those races. I tell you what, Jim. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that about uh, memorization because, because I was calling at Buffalo Raceway one night and Sean McDonough drove the eight horse two races in a row, and I sure enough <laughs> I called the same horse back to back two races in a row, and I said to myself, you know what, I uh, I gotta stop uh, stop focusing so much. Uh, Jeff, let's let's talk real quick. Uh, you know, we talk, We got a chance to talk, uh, kind of get in-depth into your career a little bit when uh, when I was out there. But one mm-hmm. race that I know sticks out to all of us uh, was the Sebastian K. Mile at the, uh, at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. We talked a little bit about that night and how everybody was looking, you know, towards the, you know, towards the open pace and things of that sort. But you had your eyes set on the Sebastian K. Can you describe that moment for us? Yeah, well, it was interesting because, like you said, you know, the other the other huge races were coming up. So I think that, you know, everybody else was kind of anticipating, you know, something big happening down the road. And I think I was to some extent. And so I think the surprise that you hear in my race call was genuine because sometimes that's the best way. I think when you plan ahead for things, it can sound like that. And so in that race, you know, I was as floored as everybody else was to see those fractions come up one after the other, you know, not believing my eyes. And so, you know, it was just really a natural reaction. And I think sometimes when you're calling races, and I know you guys can attest to this, is sometimes those kind of natural, unguarded reactions are the best ones and make for the most memorable calls. All right. Well, Jim, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. And real quick, 
Uh, you got a lot of new people listening to the to the program today. Obviously, have the Nature Boy Ric Flair coming up next. But uh, for all those new people out there that are listening, give us a short answer. Why should we come out to a harness racing event? Oh, well, the, the fact is, is that once you come, you're hooked. That's a, that's the best thing I could say because you know to try to go through the whole spiel of why it's so great. But what I can say is that you know invariably the people who come. They're hooked when they come. So you just got to trust me on that. All right. Well, Jim, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy, and we'll certainly check in with you as the season progresses. Uh, You guys do a wonderful job. Thanks so much for having me. All right, that was Jim Baviglia, Mike, the eye in the sky at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. I'll tell you what, and uh, he is, in my opinion, turned into one one of the best callers in this sport, harness or thoroughbred, if you ask me. Yeah, definitely. You know, one thing about him, Mike, is he gives a lot of information. And that's uh, one thing that's reminiscent of our late friend Sam McKee, uh, just how much information he gives. Sometimes he gives information from the program. Other times he gives breeding information. So uh, Jim does a fantastic job, and I can't wait to hear him uh, call the races uh, coming up uh, throughout the year. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, Scott Robinson and the nature boy, Ric Flair, Harness Racing's newest owner on the backside of this timeout on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Have you checked out the new Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment? The Meadowlands features world-class harness racing every Friday and Saturday night beginning at 635. You can dine in pink, a restaurant that combines tiered dining with amazing views of the racing from every seat in the house. After the races, stop by Victory Sports Bar and Club, where you can bring the action and vitality of all your favorite live sporting events to an upscale place. Victory boasts 40 HD TVs, including 11 big screens for your viewing pleasure. For more information on live racing or to book your reservation, call 201-THE-BIG-M or visit PlayMetalands.com. Mike Bozich here along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Excitement. Keystone Velocity in one. And three, that's a new track record. Competitive racing and full fields equal big payoffs. Six roses at 35 to one. Bang, soon go the fireworks. Catch exciting live harness racing at Rosecroft Raceway. Two days a week, every Wednesday at 6.40 and Sunday at 4.40. Rosecroft has an industry-low 12% takeout on the Pink 5. Rosecroft Raceway, we race.
I got to tell you, I have heard that song so many times in my youth and growing up watching our next guest on this very program, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, joined by Scott Robinson. Now, Nature Boy, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Scott, also, you guys welcome Uh, to the program. Thanks so much, fellas. Thanks for having me. Now, Rick, I got to ask you really quick, and, and before we get to, I know we're going to talk a little bit of racing with uh, Scott here, but I got to tell you, I have my mother, God rest her soul, she hated your guts. <laughs> and I got to tell you, Rick, I, I, and I got to tell you, well, that's right, because you know you're doing your job, but I got to tell you why, and I'm going to tell you what, she, there was a broken TV after you and Tully and Arn and Oli broke the American Dream Dusty Rhodes' arm, I believe, oh, in the yeah. parking lot. Do you remember that one, Rick? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got to. I got to tell you, the TV was broken. It was laying out in the yard after you did that. I got to tell you, she was so <laughs> bad. But, but uh, I'll tell you what, Rick. You know, looking back at the years, I mean, such a such a great great career you know you've been on both sides of the aisle you've been a, a heel you've been a face I mean people love the hate and of course it, it turns first full circle at the end I mean people just absolutely you know love you and love your work and everything and uh, that I mean looking oh, back on you. your career that's that's something that you certainly got to be proud of yeah I am it's um, it's funny you know it's come full circle so um, it's um I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very rewarded to be honest with you. Yeah, all this stuff, even to have someone uh, in the position that uh, Scott is to reach out and uh, bring me to an event and introduce me to something brand new. Um, you know, just being able to meet people like that, um, you know, which I never had time to meet and wouldn't have probably, wouldn't have had the time and didn't have time. And wasn't in a position to meet and enjoy uh, the camaraderie and the uh, good times. I just, with Scott, it's just too bad he met me. I can't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he, he, he's not getting a full effect. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, hey, Rick, let me let me tell you something, buddy. You're in good hands with us here in the sport of harness racing, and we're going to make sure that you have an uh, awful lot you. of fun in, in your experiences. No, no, and I know good, Scott will do so as well. I'm just kidding. Get Scott the player. Took me five seconds to figure that out when he pulled up in the role. <laughs> he was waiting for you, buddy. Hey, so, we hey, we we do it right here in the sport of harness racing. There's an old joke. Yeah. We laugh, but we, but we laugh, but we don't play. Scott, let's uh, let's get to you, buddy. Let's. Uh, how did how did this whole thing come about? How did this whole thing with the uh, with the Nature Boy Ric Flair come about? Scott, this question's for you. I wanted the best. I mean, I I had the best horse. I want the I want the uh, I wanted somebody to present me the award that was the best, and who better than Rick? And uh, you know, he's great for the sport. It's the entertainment, you know, that uh, you know that brings to me. And you know, uh, I think I can give him an adrenaline rush that's going to match walking down that aisle with sixty thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Well, listen, Rick, uh, I got to accept uh, the Breakthrough Award, uh, the Hardest Writers Breakthrough Award. And, and the one thing I was probably, I was, I, I, I announced races uh, as part of my job, and I was so nervous about speaking in front of people. And then I saw you sitting at the table uh, close to me, 
and I went, oh, gosh, one of, uh, one of my heroes is sitting in front of me. Rick, talk about uh, the Dan Patch night and uh, what it was like for you to uh, kind of sit down and enjoy dinner with us. Um, well, you know, it was a, a different crowd, obviously. Um, but, um, gosh, beyond belief or beyond overwhelming, friendly, um, no level of discomfort, you know, sometimes. Is the elite don't like people coming in that aren't familiar enough with their with their uh, sport or their with their business. Uh, but everybody was great. It was a wonderful time and an opportunity for me to learn a lot about uh, harness racing that I didn't know. I've watched it a bunch, but and I had, I had a friend who owned a harness racing farm back in the '60s. Um, a family, but the Works family out of Chicago, but. Um, you know, it's the first time I've been around it. Uh, the first time I've been to a banquet like that and to watch the uh, people. And uh, uh, just, you know, very first class. That's all, all I can say. Scott, uh, this this question is coming out for you, and I know that uh, you're going to uh, you're going to kind of indoctrinate Rick into the harness racing game pretty quickly. We've talked about how hands-on harness racing is as opposed to other sports. I mean, in actual harness racing, you can get behind and jog your horse. You can visit the barn. You can be as personable with, his, with your horse as you want to be. I mean, obviously within reason. But uh, you know, thoroughbreds, you can't really do that, and a lot of other sports you can't do that and scott you recognize no. that and i'll tell you what you i know you're going to have rick uh if, if rick's willing to sit behind uh his uh champion pacer right most definitely i can't step into a batting cage with Derek jeter at yankee stadium i can't drive around daytona with earnhardt at uh, you know at, with a nascar but i can step in behind the lost in time with hall of famer rick flair jogging his horse and we can enjoy that we can enjoy that camaraderie we can enjoy he can enjoy that is that, is that riding that riding around with nascar is overrated <laughs> <laughs> i've done all that <laughs> well i'll tell you what my friend have you ever sat without behind her, a harness without horse her, without the earnhardt's plural and jeff gordon you know that, that leaves a lot to be desired um i the harness racing shouldn't take a back seat to anything that's right. Now, Rick. Now you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get out on the racetrack and you're gonna you're gonna jog this horse, right? I'm going to the event. I'm not gonna obviously race the horse, but I'll, I'm going to the event in Ohio, right, Scott? Yeah, you're, Rick wants to come to the Little Brown Jug, most definitely. And uh, but you know, anytime he wants to, uh, where you know, what schedule permitting, whenever he wants to come to Jimmy's or whenever he wants to uh, come to the training center. You know, and that's the that's the, that's the opportunity I, I you know that harness racing provides. He can sit behind his horse, he can touch his horse, he can jog his horse. I mean, it's you know it, that's what we can do. He can interact with the horse. He can interact with the people. I mean, where else can you do that? What other sport can you do that? Now, Rick, lost in time has got some uh, big races uh, coming up this year. Uh, he's got a couple of million dollar events. And- Obviously, uh, the excitement uh, when you're coming down the aisle and facing, say, Hulk Hogan or, you know, you're wrestling for the WWE Championship, uh, there's got to be an adrenaline-type rush. When you get ready to watch your horse uh, go for a million dollars, what do you think that feeling will be like? I I don't know because I haven't experienced it yet. 
I don't think it's quite the same because I'm not actually physically involved. But it, it, it's a different kind of rush. I mean, it's uh, for me, um, my favorite hobbies are are I like I like boating and fishing. Yet I, I'm not really interested in watching Miss, Miss Budweiser race around. Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> I, I like being, I like I like being part of it. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a new experience, and uh, you know, a lot for me is the people that I'm around. Does that make sense? You yeah. know, I could, uh, all the money in the world, it's great, but if you're not enjoying yourself and you're not comfortable with the people you're with, uh, you know, how much fun is that, right? Exactly. You Absolutely. Make money, you, can't, you can't always enjoy uh, good people. That's the, my kind of look, outlook on it. Making money is not a problem, but making friends that uh, become part of your life like Scott has mine, and we've only just begun. Like I say, he's lucky I can't drink. Or I would have kept him off Miami or in, uh, where were we, Orlando that that first night all night long. So anyway, I got I got sick that night too. He really he got the worst end of the deal. <laughs> but uh, no, after July ninth no. of my next surgery, I'll be good to go. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, no. I've got a que- I've I've got a question for both of you guys. Uh, Rick, I want to bring you in first because I want to talk a little bit about uh, just a little bit about marketing and in you know just a little brief twenty second background of the sport of harness racing going back in the sixties and the seventies. I mean, basically, if you wanted to gamble, if you wanted to make a bet, you had to go to a horse racing track. I mean, slot machines, you could only find slot machines in, uh, in Las Vegas. They casinos weren't as, you know, as, as populous as they are certainly today. So a lot of competition has crept up and harness racing has kind of managed to hold its own, but obviously with the new forms of gaming and new competition, it's, you know, kind of leveled off and uh, certainly declined in a lot of situations. The WWE, and I know you've been around the WWE and the NWA and the AWA and a lot of different promotions, especially the WWE, well, WCW, we won't talk about WCW, but especially the WWE, they have they are obviously kings at marketing, and obviously the TV deal with USA well, and all that certainly kings. helps. They're, they're the standard bearer. But they, I mean, every, they market every other yeah. sport, every other sport, NFL, NBA, baseball. They wish they had the marketing capabilities of the WWE. And they, they I mean, they, and they, open it, they, and they, and half the stuff they do now, they learn from the from the, uh, the packages they build and. Uh, you know, the way out the all-star games and all that. The WWE's been doing that for 30 years. They're, they're, this, this guy is so smart and so far ahead of anybody else. You know, he was, it, it just, they copy us all day long, but they can't be us. Harness racing, yeah, harness racing obviously doesn't have the, the budget as a WWE or a lot of the other uh, major marketing sports or marketing initiatives from some of the other bigger companies. But, you know, we kind of try to do what we can do. But, Rick, being in that environment sure. for so long and kind of watching what the WWE and, and some of these other wrestling companies do to create superstars and to, and to market themselves, is there any word of advice that you can give to the sport of harness racing, that maybe we can take something away from the WWE in terms of marketing. Ah, oh, gosh, I don't know because you know horse racing, you know, is looked upon as being a, a blue collar, I mean, a white collar sport. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and it just a lot of times that culture doesn't want to 
you know, I, I think cross demographics, stuff like Scott's attempting to do, where you where you get people from the outside world. I mean, the Kentucky Derby has got Michael Jordan at it, right? That mm-hmm. would be the Harness Race's next attempt to get Michael Jordan and people. It's a cross-demic, cross-demic, cross-demographic capability that makes other sports. To see uh, Mayweather at the Laker games, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think what will really help them is uh, I think everybody enjoys it that has seen it, but a lot of people haven't seen it, and I think exposure, you know, which once again it revolves around budget, but I think getting people like myself and you know, like I could, I can make a promo for Scott's horse, uh, you know, that you can post, and it, you know, if if people are, it's it's easy to get people's attention if you bring it to them, and you have something to talk about that's legit. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, it does. And I'm gonna tell you what, nobody can cut a better promo than the Nature Boy Ric Flair. I can, <laughs> well, I can certainly Scott, say that. Scott's kind of legit. Scott's got a legit horse. Oh, so absolutely. It's, it's a great yeah. horse. And I'll tell you what, Scott Robinson could cut a pretty damn good promo too. Scott, what do you – I know exactly. you've got a lot of uh, – Scott, I know you've got a lot of, uh, of feelings on marketing. Give us, uh, give us kind of your, your watered-down version. Change the culture. we got to be on TV. End of story. There bottom you go. line is yeah. – bottom line is this. Joe Q. Public sitting out on his couch in America – has to be able to flip through the channels and find harness racing by accident. By I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Watered down version, cut and dry, 30 seconds, that is the answer. End of story. Next question. Yep. That's it. <laughs> well, Scott, Scott, listen, I've been reading some of your stuff uh, about marketing over the past uh, couple of weeks. I'll tell you what, you know, if we can find – and I'm just throwing this out there as an example, and I think Rick can kind of uh, agree with me. If I, if I can watch fishing on my television, I should be able to watch. Uh, should be able to watch fishing. I mean, that's you yeah, know, there, there's just no reason. You can watch. You can watch Frisbee on TV now. Give me a break. I mean, geez. the the X Games kill me. <laughs> poker. Well, Rick, Jesus, give me a break. Yep. Who watches poker? They're dying for programming. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, Rick. Uh, listen, we we we've discussed the we've discussed the harness racing. Now, I, I, and I know Mike has watched uh, WWE WWF for a long time, and I know I have. What was it like to walk down the aisle? You know, to hear the cheers and the crowds, and you you face the greats: Hulk Hogan, Triple H, uh, the Ultimate Warrior. What what was it like to come down and you know wrestle and put on a show in front of those fans? Nothing like it. Nothing like it. It's uh, it's hard to it's hard to explain in front of eighty thousand people. It just uh, it 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 I don't know. It's just something that very few people uh, are allowed to experience. The ones that are lucky enough to be in that position to relish that and cherish those moments the rest of their life. So yeah, I I can't put it in words. It's just it, it's overwhelming, though. Trust me. Yeah, no I mean, and I've been looked at by that many people, micromanage, not to mention the millions of people watching on cable TV or on the network or whatever. So, 
it's a great, a great experience. And I wish that everybody, guys, I got, I'm in a car, my phone is dying. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, listen, okay? we got you. Well, no. listen, Rick, hey, hey, guys, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And Mike, go ahead. I know you got one thing real quick. Hey, 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 Rick, I got one request for you, buddy. Boston Time, his father, his birthday is actually today. So uh, can we can we get a woo and a happy birthday for him? Uh, his name's a rock and roll dance. For who? For uh, Boston, 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 Times, Boston, Time, Boston Time's father, a rock and roll dance. It's his birthday today. Can we get a woo for him? Yeah, I, I still can't hear the name. I'm sorry, but I'm getting it's a rock and, it's a rock, Rick, it's a rock and roll dance. It's Lost in Time's uh, father. Oh, okay, so who's the happy birthday to? The name of the horse is A Rock and Roll Dance. <laughs> a Rock and Roll Dance, okay? You got it, buddy. You got it. Hey, it's an H by Ric Flair. Wishing a rock and roll dance a happy birthday. Woo! Scott, listen, you stick around for us for a second. Rick, we're going to let you go. Yeah. We appreciate it. Best of luck to you in the future, uh, my friend. No problem, guys. Thanks. I enjoyed it. Thanks for all the respect. Thanks, all right, that, Bye-bye. All right, that was the nature boy, Ric Flair. And, Scott, we're going to keep you on for uh, just okay. a few minutes. And, uh, you know, yeah. I'll tell you what. We talked about, you know, and, and Rick said it. You got to find a, a Michael Jordan or a Jack Nicholson, and all the all the the great sports do it. They all do it. They all kind of piggyback on stars because you know what? When a, a mainstream star says something, it's worth its weight in gold. And yep. uh, you know what? I think maybe, just maybe, Harness Racing may have found its Michael Jordan. I think so. It, we, like I said before. We have to get bigger. I've been contacted by owners. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to mind me saying Mark Weaver, Weaver Bruschemi, the biggest owners in the game. Mark said, get me, get me Snoop Dogg. Get me somebody. I'll give them any horse they want. He's posted it on Facebook publicly. If they want a piece of Handel or Hanover, he'll do it. They want a piece of uh, uh, foil again, he'll do it. He's willing to help. Owners are coming out of the woodwork. We want to make it bigger. We want to get more people involved because once they're involved, they're going to stay involved. They're going to exactly. have a good time. You know what? And let me tell you something. When Ric Flair says it, when Snoop Dogg says it, when a Michael Jordan says it, when, when a celebrity says it, it turns cool. It becomes yeah. cool. It becomes yeah. cool. It certainly means a lot more than when Mike Bozich or Mike Carter or somebody else that's in the business says it. But I mean, when a celebrity says it, it becomes cool. And you know what? And that and we've got. I honestly believe. I honestly believe that we have a very, very good, exciting sport and an exciting product to offer in a lot of different ways. And if we can get this thing out to the mainstream, I think that you know what. Who knows what can happen? Exactly, exactly. Hey, I, I, I can't uh, say anything more until I say, hey, I want to give a shout out to my man Matt Kakeli. I hope he gets well soon. He had a bad accident uh, last week, and uh, I just want to say, you know, get well soon, Matty. I miss you, buddy. We're going to try to get Matt. I believe Mike, you got Matt on the show for next week, don't you? Yes, Matt, we talked about uh, he had some doctor's appointments and commitments. He couldn't get on the show this week, uh, but he will be back uh, for us next week, and uh, we'll have an update on him. All right, beautiful. Well, Scott, listen. And that's one hey, thing buddy. about the Harness, 
Okay, yeah, sorry go ahead. Sorry, so. No, go ahead, Scott. No, that's, that's one thing about harness racing. You know, we take care of each other, and we look out for each other. And, uh, you know, that's the camaraderie we have. And it, you know, I think uh, people like Rick can enjoy, you know, we're not, uh, you know, I told him, you know, he was upset uh, at uh, Orlando that, you know, he, he fell ill. He wasn't feeling well. He wanted to stay. He truly wanted to stay that night. And I said, Rick, there's plenty more opportunity, man. Let's go oh, back yeah. to the hotel and get you, get you good. I'm not here to exploit your time, you know, take up time or exploit your time. I mean, I wish you have a good time. I'm not going to take you suffer, man. And uh, I think he appreciates that. And that's not that's not something out of the norm. I mean, that's that's what we do in harness racing. We take care of our people. Absolutely. And you know what? We have a damn good time doing it. And uh, I'll tell you what, yeah. Rick's going to have a lot of fun with Lost in Time and however ever many horses he decides to get involved with. And that's what we're going to You know, I think a lot in a lot of situations, you know, we're involved in the business and we get to the day to day grind. And I think even even, you know, a lot of people, I think throughout that day to day grind kind of forget that we are actually in the entertainment business. So we, I think we have to remind ourselves of that every once in a while. <laughs> Can you guys do one small, one little small favor for me, though? Somebody Whatever you need, buddy. Call, somebody better call Delaware, Ohio, and tell them to get ready. <laughs> listen, listen, Scott, I'm going to be there. Uh, listen, I will be there for post time with Mike and Mike, and I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I will make sure Jay Wolf is fully aware that Delaware, Ohio, is ready for Rick Flair, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because – you know he's he's said it he's he's got the schedule that was the first I, I, I did not say anything I got a call he says I want to be in this one in Ohio I like Ohio he says I got to go to Ohio I said Rick they'll love you in Ohio we'll be ready for you <laughs> that's harness racing's biggest party if you can't have fun in Ohio you can't have fun anywhere Scott listen we appreciate you joining us buddy again thanks for what you do thanks for bringing Rick on and uh, we'll be catching up with you soon my friend I'm sure. Anytime, fellas, anytime. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Mike. There it is. <laughs> I, I think I'm still speechless. I cannot believe we just talked to the Nature Boy, Rick, Rick Flair. I cannot good. believe we just did that interview. What an amazing guy. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, you know, and, and once again, we, we really didn't say anything about this because – uh, you know, we were kind of concentrating on our show and the interview and everything, but just make sure that you check out our newsletter tonight. Uh, it's going to be out around 5 o'clock. Well, maybe a little bit of a drag, but uh, nonetheless, uh, make sure you check out on our website. Uh, it's going to be out sometime this evening, Post Time with com. It's our Post Time newsletter, and uh, it's going to have some really good stuff on there, including stuff about this uh, very interview here with the, uh, with the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Make sure... Uh, you join our mailing list, too. All you have to do is email us, Mike, at post time with MikeAndMike.com. All right, good, good stuff. And we still have plenty left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We're going to take a look at the matchmaker in the George Morton Levy series coming up in just a few minutes with our good friend, the man, Matt Rose. And we're going to do that on the flip side of this timeout. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America.
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join Revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. Have you checked out the new Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment? The Meadowlands features world-class harness racing every Friday and Saturday night beginning at 635. You can dine in Pink, a restaurant that combines tiered dining with amazing views of the racing from every seat in the house. After the races, stop by Victory Sports Bar and Club, where you can bring the action and vitality of all your favorite live sporting events to an upscale place. Victory boasts 40 HD TVs, including 11 big screens for your viewing pleasure. For more information on live racing or to book your reservation, call 201-THE-BIG-M or visit PlayMetalands.com. Excitement. Keystone Velocity in 147-3. That's a new track record. Competitive racing and full fields equal big payoffs. Six roses at 35-1. Bang! Soon go the fireworks. Ever want to sit behind an actual racehorse? Check out the I Want to Be a Driver event coming up on Sunday, March 25th at Rosecroft. For more information, call Gina Maybe at 240-766-7869. Rosecroft Raceway, we race. Harness Racing's 2018 Grand Circuit schedule begins at Yonkers Raceway with the George Morton Levy and Keystone Velocity! And a blue chip matchmaker. Medusa into second. Mackenzie A takes the blue chip matchmaker final. The preliminaries for the matchmaker and Levy series start the weekend of March 16th with the finals on April 21st. For more information, visit EmpireCityCasino.com. We're back on most time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. And right now we're going to be joined by the one and only Yonkers handicapping guru, Mr. Matt Rose. Matt, how are you, buddy? Very good, guys. How are you doing? 
Uh, you didn't quite get a, as good as an entrance as the Nature Boy Ric Flair, but we we tried to do what we could. I mean, we you know we had the music fading out, and I you know I tried to pump you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, a, it's a tough act to follow, but I'll, I'll I'll try to do my best here. Oh, you're you're gonna do fantastic, buddy, because we're uh, gonna take a look and see if we can make some money for the weekend, the Blue Chip Matchmaker and the George Morton Levy uh, series round leg number two is uh, coming up this weekend. And uh, first of all, Matt, let's. Uh, talk about leg one. Any impressions, any standouts uh, in uh, either the uh, matchmaker or the Levy series? Anybody jump out uh, on the page and uh, as far as the uh, performance goes? Well, we saw the uh, the Jim King, uh, Joanne Looney and Jim King trainee Sharpton in, in the matchmaker uh, basically power away, a very uh, comfortable win. A horse that kind of impressed me, and I see he's, he's in the second division, uh, the fourth race on Friday. Renee Allard training eclipsed me in tough spot. He's got the seven posts. He's listed 21 on the, she's listed 21 on the morning line. I thought she raised very well last week from a, from a tough spot Had way too far to come. I was really in gear. Uh, may, maybe it's a horse to look at it at, at what will be a big price. Uh, other than that, the celibate uh, took care of business in a pretty easy spot. I was looking forward to seeing LA delight race. Uh, she was scratched sick. I'm not sure what happened there, but she's right back in this week. So, um, uh, hopefully she'll be tight and ready to go. Um, well, the other, part- another winner, Lady Shadow, was uh, took care of business. So basically, there were no, no real surprises in the uh, in the matchmaker series. Matt, Matt, let's jump to the uh, George Morton Levy uh, from week number one, and I, I think the big surprise for me, anyway. Uh, and, and I kind of and we had a. Uh, Pete's on last week, and I kind of downplayed a bit of a legend. I wasn't too thrilled with the uh, qualifier, but then when I saw the price on the tote board, I couldn't believe <laughs> like how high he was, and then not only did he turn around and win the race, what I felt were the two top contenders in that race, even though I didn't like the qualifier, then they won 1-2, and the trifecta comes back 277 for a $2 bet. That's incredible. I'm still I'm still shaking my head and sick about it that I, that I let the bit of a legend get by me at uh, almost ten to one last week. Uh, yeah, he was only coming off a one qualifier. He just went evenly, but uh, apparently uh, Peter Tritton they did the same thing with McKenzie A. Uh, so his mare only qualified once and they're ready to go. And uh, yeah, just to parlay an absolutely perfect trip uh, following Missile J, who, who was battling the leader there and had plenty left to, to, to power by late. And you're right, 9-1 nine, nine to one was just an incredible price, and I'm still, uh, still a little disappointed I kind of screwed that one up uh, in my handicapping. Well, I'll uh, tell you, I'll this tell week, you what. You know what? I do have to tell you one thing. Pete Tritton, is, uh, he's really excelled uh, over the last couple of years in both of these series. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, we saw a bit of a legend uh, sweep through the, the Levy a couple of years ago. Uh, nice showing last year, and now he's one for one this year. Tough spot this week though. He's got the seven posts in a pretty in a pretty uh, pretty competitive uh, division here. So uh, uh, for him for him to to repeat this week, uh, I guess I guess if he got a price on him last week, you're probably gonna get a price on him this week. Uh, tough spot from the seven posts. 
Matt, let's take a few minutes to go through uh, each individual race for both the matchmaker and the Levy. We'll start in the matchmaker Friday race number two. You've got a field of six here. You've got a newcomer to this series uh, for Rich Bank, and she draws post position number one. That's Wishy Washy Girl coming out off of an impressive six and three quarter length win. She was obviously the heavy favorite to do so. I don't know if anybody expected her to win that easy second start off the qualifier. I mean, here's a horse. She was a lightly raced four year old. She only raced 16 times, but she did win six races and make over $111,000. So obviously there's some talent there. Yeah, that, that, it was, that was a pretty easy spot. It wasn't a strong number. It was a 20,000 field, but uh, obviously the way she brushed and crushed and dominated and uh, uh, there, there's no reason to think, especially from this spot, drawing, drawing the rail and, and what's only a six horse field, she should come away with a big chunk of this. Um, Twinkle uh, shipped, uh, shipped North at the qualifying Pompano for Ross Krogan. Uh, ripped out of a pocket, won pretty easily, and uh, from the two posts, uh, she'll probably be my top choice here to, to, to come back and repeat. All right, Matt, race number four is the second division of the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series, and boy, did Sharton look good last week. Uh, won by uh, four and a quarter lengths. Uh, driver Tim Teacher picks up the lines again. One horse I was kind of disappointed by, but maybe needed the tightener, was uh, the five, Regal Electra. Yeah, he was off a scratch. She was off a scratch sick and off almost three weeks. Uh, basically sat in and uh, raced evenly, but never threatened and never really, never really put forth a strong effort. Obviously, we know she's she's better than that. I don't see any reason why Sharks in end. Yeah, she benefited from the leader tiring, but still she drew off easily. And the horse I mentioned earlier, uh, Eclipse Me, the seven horse, probably be a big price. Uh, I think this Renee Lard horse has a lot of talent, and uh, if not this week, maybe in future weeks in the matchmaker, I wouldn't be surprised if she made some noise. Very interesting. Uh, next division of the Blue Chip Matchmaker, it occurs in race number five, but it starts to pick four, and I think this division's pretty stacked because you have Maki Deparo gets the big post shift. You have Celibid who's looking for her third straight win, and she draws well once again. You talked about L.A. Delight, who's uh, coming off that scratch, but she's right back in. We have of uh, her talents and then you've got uh, a Renee Lard horse coming off the double qualifier Wrangler Magic and you've got the always dangerous Medusa this thing could be a good one oh yeah definitely um, Celibate and uh, took care of business last week that was a pretty easy spot she was supposed to win she didn't look all that impressive uh, obviously she's got the talent uh, to come right back I mentioned LA Delight I-, I loved her last week and then she scratched uh, now, her effort uh, in her last parimutuel start a couple of weeks ago was great. I assume she'll be good to go if she's right back in. Rango Magic's got a lot of talent. Uh, missed, uh, I guess they elected to qualify a second time rather than drop in the first week. I'm sure she'll be ready to go. Like you mentioned, Medusa, always a threat with her early speed. And Makinapar's post-relief is good. And she's, after kind of a dull streak there, she's... she's it looked much better in her last three starts. You're right. This is this is a great for a six horse field. Uh, this is a stacked field, a very very good wagering event. Um, I, I would lean towards LA Delight if I had to select the horse. Just hope that uh, she races back to her last parimutuel race and she's good to go off the scratch. All right, Matt. Race number six is up next. The fourth division of the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series. And a horse that didn't really get a fair shake at things last week was the three at Gina Grace End. Got parked out to the first quarter, but uh, made the lead and then tired badly in the stretch. What did you make of that effort? And do you think she'll get a better trip this week from post three? 
Oh, she has. First of all, this is a, this is probably the softest division. Uh, you have a bunch of uh, non-winners coming into this race from last week. Uh, obviously, she uh, she should be much better with the post release. I was surprised that she was able to clear the lead last week. And then when Chardonnay came calling, uh, she just packed it in pretty badly. Uh, you look back at her prior efforts, you know she's better than that. And uh, I assume as uh, if she isn't if she wasn't too used up uh, from from that start last week, uh, she can bounce right back. There's not a heck of a lot of uh, real form in this race. Uh, maybe a newborn sassy really had no chance last week from the seven post. Finished finished decently enough. Uh, moves back in a couple of spots, finds a softer field. Uh, these connections are always live when they ship in here, the, the Jim King. Uh, I would lean towards Newborn Sats if I can get a halfway decent price from the from the slight post, with the slight post release. All right, another division of the matchmaker, race number nine, and this is a good one as well because you've got Lady Shadow right back in after her win last week against Scandalicious and Eclipse Me. Mackenzie is kind of interesting from the outside. Obviously really didn't get her a game first off the qualifier, but she was bet down to smithereens. She was less than two to one despite the outside post. She gets the outside post once again. Brandon is sure to show speed from the pylons with uh, Liz Patty, but uh, I don't know. I guess this race probably goes through Lady Shadow again, huh? It probably goes through Lady Shadow, but uh, I mean, much like uh, I mentioned with Celibate, uh, you know, she did what she had to do at odds on, and it wasn't overly impressive. Um, uh, granted, it was her first start of the year, and she should only be stronger, and we know we know how much class this mare has. But again, I, I, I really, I'd be hesitant to accept any short, any sort of a short price on her. It's a shame Mackenzie A gets stuck outside again. She she really uh, ne- ne- failed to get involved last week. Uh, right as soon as the gate opened, you could see that the, she couldn't leave, and, and she never fired in a race that really didn't have much flow. It's a shame to see her uh, stuck outside again. I know they get points just for just for starting and finishing the race, uh, but uh, yeah, she needs she needs to earn some points uh, quickly uh, finishing uh, finishing the money. So. Uh, Perhaps we get a more aggressive try from Stratton tonight uh, um, in this race. Uh, I, I wouldn't take a short price in her, but again, I'm not going to take a short price in Lady Shadow either. All right, Matt. Well, let's switch gears to uh, Saturday, the first division of the George Morton Levy featured in race number seven, and it's Dr. J Hitover versus Bit of a Legend. They bookended with the uh, two division winners uh, from last week. And uh, this looks like a, a pretty competitive race as Chum Lee, a, a fan favorite, drew the inside after a, a pretty good performance last week. Yeah, it was a pretty good performance. It wasn't a great performance. Uh, the winner market, so we, we know how much class that horse has. Got, got away and won rather easily. Chum Lee was, was pretty much all out to hold second there over better memories. Did hold second. It, it was a decent effort, but uh, it, it wasn't outstanding. Uh, Dr. J Hanover, you saw him go wire to wire, but he got away with the 58 and one half. I can't say 58 and one half in this, in this, this week. Uh, obviously he can go much faster than that. And obviously he's a strong threat to repeat. Always in my place was a game uncovered winner, right? First start of the year for Ron Burke. That was pretty impressive. We saw Keystone velocity, uh, very aggressively handled. Dubay was, was did, did, <laughs> really shook him up at the start and fired out to the lead and came up a little short. Uh, I, I'm, I, I might I might come back with Keystone Velocity here, maybe not on the lead, maybe from off the pace, if he can pick up some sort of decent flow. He, he should be a good price. Uh, we mentioned a bit of a legend. I missed him last week at nine to one. Now he's got the seven hole. I can't 
if I missed him at nine to one last week, he'll be a price again this week. Uh, I think he might just have too far to come. I'm going to lean towards Keystone Velocity. Uh, I like that speed tightened effort last week, and uh, he should be a good price. You know, this is one of those races, Matt, where I think we we have to look for value. Is absolutely, and I think Keystone Velocity at eight to one certainly represents that. But always at my place, and I know that this was Keystone Velocity's first start uh, of 2018. But always at my place was relentless last time. I mean, that was a relentless first over push, and. It, Here's a funny thing, and, and I noticed this now. If you look at the two qualifiers that always in my place, the double qualifiers back on the third and the tenth at the Meadowlands, and just look at those horses. Sunfire Blue Chip was an easy winner at the Meadowlands, the winner of the last qualifier. Always at my place, come back to win. Mock it so, come back to win. Evening of Pleasure, come back to race a bang-up second, who, uh, well, I'll tell you what, would have certainly helped me if he could have got by Rock and Rod uh, in the stretch I, I, there. I but, agree, uh, by the way. I agree. But, you know, <laughs> interesting, yeah, interesting, If and, and I know, you know, there's different ways of handicapping, but if you're looking to play out of hot fields, which I am certainly a big advocate of that, that, that way of handicapping, both of them qualifiers produced a lot of winners. Oh, they did, absolutely. And uh, you know what? I, I admittedly, I didn't really like him last week uh, coming, making his first start. Uh, and he, he not, not only did he run me over, but uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was quite impressive there. And, and I don't see any reason why he can't come back with, with another solid effort here. I mean, he shows he, he can leave the gate. He's versatile. He can grind like he did last week. And he's certainly a top contender. And, and I agree. This is a race where I'm not, uh, I don't think I'm going to look inside for the obvious speed here. Uh, and, and I'm going to look, I'm gonna definitely use always my place on my tickets. I can absolutely see the angle that, uh, uh, that you're talking about here and, uh, overlook last week at five to one. Uh, you might get five to one again this week. Race number eight. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're probably not going to get the uh, six to one plus on even a pleasure this week. Are we? Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely, I absolutely love him in this spot though. Yeah. Uh, he draws inside of what he needs to beat. He should fire right to the lead. Uh, this horse has a lo- loads of back class uh, and went uh, was very strong at both ends of the mile last week, getting beat by a, a rejuvenated Rock and Ron. Yeah. First start for the Jennifer Bongiorno Barn. I, I don't see I, I don't see anyone getting in his way here tonight from this spot. Yeah, absolutely agreed there. All right, let's see. Race number 10, the uh, next division of the George Morton Levy Series. Uh, once again, another field of eight will do battle here uh, somewhere in L.A., uh, finished second last time, tried to come first up at Dr. J. Hanover, just got away with murder there at the half. So I think after the after the 58 and one half, that was uh, pretty much said and done. It was curtains. Missile J just missed a bit of a legend last time. Uh, once again, draws inside. A little bit of post-improvement for uh, Caviar Luca as well. Uh, so uh, kind of an interesting race there. I think somewhere in L.A. is certainly the one to beat. What say you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like it'll come down to somewhere in L.A. or Missile J, one of those two winning the race. Uh, someone in LA should most likely be leaving the gate here. Uh, that was a good effort last week. Uh, like you said, he really had no chance to reach, but he, he also finished second out, finished all bets off. It was a nice horse. Uh, Missile J, uh, uh, raced well enough to win and got run over by a bit of a legend. I'm expecting a, probably a stronger effort from that one tonight. May, maybe a brush or a quarter move, maybe from this spot. Like you mentioned, Caviar Luca, Caviar Luca is a nice horse. Uh, Racing mostly in overnights last year, made two hundred sixty-seven thousand. Uh, that was a decent effort in the last week from having no chance. And 
Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm looking inside, kind of, kind of chalky. Missile J with someone in LA and Caviar Luca looks uh, looks reasonably formful in this race. A horse that you may want to look out for, maybe not necessarily in this race, but as time goes on, is uh, simply sensational. The three horse in this race. We had Larry Staubaum on the program last week, and he talked about buying this horse from overseas, and he kind of wishes that he would have gotten this horse a little bit earlier. He says he just simply hasn't had enough time to deal with this horse yet. And if you watch this horse uh, parade and score down last week, you can tell that the horse just wasn't right. So you've got, you may want to keep an eye on this horse going forward, especially keep an eye on him on the track because uh, he, he he was obviously out of sorts last week. You could, you could just obviously tell stuck out like a sore thumb, but as time goes on, I think Larry's a little bit confident in this horse and maybe not necessarily in this spot, maybe not necessarily even in this series going, forward but as time goes on you may want to keep an eye on him so put that in your notebook there mr rose <laughs> listen i know that uh, when larry stallbaum shows up with these horses especially these these down under uh imports they're always going to be good they're always going to be live uh i know he said this horse wasn't fully ready to go in his first start meanwhile he just missed in 53 and 4 but like you said it, it's tough off of last week's effort uh that was just uh, like you said, it looked like something was wrong. I mean, he raced like something was wrong. We know he's, uh, again, he's one of those horses right back in this week. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to take a wait-and-see attitude. Let, let me see if he shows some improvement this week. And, and then, we'll, yeah. then, we'll, then we'll look at, like, three or, like, four of the series. All right, race number 11, and uh, obviously Rock and Ron just did not relent last time. He, he went out to the front, and like you said, he, he was rejuvenated, and he held off uh, even of pleasure, who I thought who I thought really at the top of the stretch looked very, very good. I started to count my money a little bit too soon, but uh, <laughs> Rock and Ron did not, did, did not go away. He didn't want me to have it that particular day, but that's okay. Rock and Ron's a great horse. I mean, you know, over a million dollars, 500 dollars last year, but I think the interesting thing of this race the interesting angle of this race Waikiki Beach came in with a lot of hype from Pompano and I seen on numerous different uh, sites about how Waikiki Beach was going to uh, come to the Levy and kick butt and take names and that necessarily did not happen last week but he is back in he's right back in after that poor performance 15 to 1 morning line uh, do we get this horse another chance especially at those odds <laughs> I, I knew last week he was going to get over bet uh, just basically on reputation. I elected not to play him, just figuring I, I can't play him at a short price. Yeah, he, he looked absolutely awful. Uh, I heard that he tied up or something, but he wasn't, wasn't right shipping up here. Uh, like you said, the fact that he's right back in this week uh, makes you believe, okay, there's nothing wrong with the horse, and he, he's got to be better than he was last week. He can't be any worse. But uh, from a handicapping or betting standpoint, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to touch him. I'm going to let him. I'm going to let him beat me. Let him run me over. Uh, <laughs> I just want to watch him and see 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 if he shows some sort of improvement because uh, he, he was he was tough. Uh, it was tough to watch last week. Uh, you know, let, let, let's look for some improvement and then maybe I'll hop on board. But uh, I, right. I agree, Rock and Ron. There's no reason why Rock and Ron doesn't. Uh, uh, come back with the same effort he had last week and, and, and dominate these. So Mockett, so he's out in post eight, and I know that's certainly going to be a big, big detriment and a big monkey wrench in his plan. 
However, I do think he may be worth a look. He come off or he come out of those string of qualifiers that we just talked about with those hot horses. Even the qualifier three back, great vintage come back to the Meadowlands and overcame an outside post and looked very, very good to win since that qualifier. So you got a cluster of three qualifiers there where everybody come out of there and, and seemed to hit the winner's circle. And Makitso did that. He looked very good last time from post two. I know that wasn't the best uh, Levy field or the strongest Levy field. Now we get out in post eight. I mean, I, I know it, it it hurts, but does it is it, is that the KO for his chances? Tintich's got to find a way to get out of the gate, and he's got to find a way to 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 improve position early. Otherwise, I can't see him getting involved. With that said, we know he's he's arguably the best horse in the race between him and Rock and Ron. Uh, and it's just the eight hole. It's just such it's such a it's such a tough spot, but at the same time, there's, there's not a ton of early speed in this race. I imagine, uh, obviously, Rock and Ron can leave. Luciano Wentz on the rail can push off. Uh, I don't see a heck of a lot of other speed in here. Uh, so if Tim Tietrich wants to take a shot, you're going to get a halfway decent price on just because of the eight hole. Uh, I'm, def- I'm going to have him on my tickets. I'm pro- if I had to select a cold number, it'd probably be two eight here. But. Uh, yeah, Tim Tichik, uh I know he's a, he's one of the top drivers and he's one of the savviest drivers, but uh, he's got to improve position early. All right, Matt. One question before we let you go. Uh, obviously, all the hype this year was the passing lane uh, being taken out. It obviously has helped handle quite a bit. I think it's probably helped the racing product a little bit. But have you seen where it has affected uh, maybe the first legs of the Libier matchmaker? I, I want to say uh, not not really. Uh, not really in the matchmaker. Um, there was a couple horses got jammed in on the rail, but I don't think it, it was, it's tough to say after the first leg of the matchmaker because logical favorites were up front winning. Um, the Levy, uh, not, honestly, not really, not, re- not really because uh, most of the races were, were, were pretty cut and dry. I didn't, I don't recall any major traffic issues or anything like that, but you know what? As we go forward in these two series, it will come into play where a good horse uh, gets jammed in or has to alter course or alter racing strategy uh, to avoid getting boxed in. So I, I didn't really see a major issue the first leg of these two series, but it, it's, it's, it's going to change things uh, going forward, that's for sure. All right, good thing. Well, Matt, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to you, handicapping-wise. It's a great card coming up this weekend. And, uh, listen, we always love the Matchmaker and the uh, the uh, Levy Series because usually it means it's a sign of spring, but uh, I guess we got the comeuppance with a foot of snow this time. But, uh, nonetheless, we'll, we'll let Mother Nature slide, and hopefully better weather is coming up in the weeks ahead. <laughs> yeah, before you know it, it'll be 75 degrees. That will all be happy. I hope so. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. That was Matt Rose uh, taking a look at the leg two of the Levy and the Matchmaker Series. Some good racing coming up, and uh, we'll bring Mike Carter back in. Uh, and, Mike, once again, I, I know you've been watching this, this these brackets uh, with the Levy, uh, our, our Bracket Buster Tournament, and I know you've been on these uh, guys and gals about getting their picks in, and I'm gonna let, let you take them to task once again, Mike. Get that whip out, buddy. Don't take <laughs> don't take anything. I'm telling you, if you're not in by 9:29 and 59 seconds, boy, I'll tell you what, you're you're done. Yeah, no, we want to make sure we get everybody in that we can get in. Anybody who wants to submit their picks and all of that stuff, uh, 
make sure you get them into us. You can go to our website uh, at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. You can also, Mike, um, you can also uh, just reply to the mass email that was sent out uh, yeah. earlier this week, and uh, maybe we'll try to get one more of those out before 930. Whatever you got to do, fax them in, uh, yell at the top of your legs, <laughs> however, right. whatever okay. you do, you got to. But make sure, make sure that Mike Carter knows that they're in by 92959 Eastern. Well, yeah, well, here's There here's, here's is no drag. Do. There is no drag in, in this thing. Let me tell you right now. Listen, we're not here in Philadelphia. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, anyways, no, 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 no. It's all kidding aside. Uh, you know, if you want to text them to me, if you want to send me, um, you know, a Facebook message, whatever the case may be. Pony Express, uh, it don't do matter. Well. FedEx. doesn't matter. UPS. Right. However you want to do it. <laughs> right. All right. Listen, we got to take uh, – Melissa Keith sent us something pretty nice that yeah, uh, oh, yeah. she's from Wichita, yeah. Canada. We're going we're gonna to take a listen uh, to what she's uh, – what she's got here. She always sends us some good, good stuff. And we're going to take a listen to that. And uh, we're going to take another time out. This show rolls on. Post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Harness Racing's 2018 Grand Circuit schedule begins at Yonkers Raceway with the George Morton Levy and Keystone Velocity and a blue chip matchmaker. Medusa into second. Mackenzie A takes the blue chip matchmaker final. The preliminaries for the Matchmaker and Levy Series start the weekend of March 16th with the finals on April 21st. For more information, visit EmpireCityCasino.com. day that a 15-year-old from a rural Nova Scotian racetrack makes headlines, let alone writes them. Meet Damian McClellan. Back on March 14th, he was named the 2017 Harness Racing Ambassador by Standard Bread Canada's I Love Canadian Harness Racing Fan Club. I caught up with Damian from his home in Inverness to talk about the horse that brought him fame this past summer and also the column he writes for Atlantic Post Calls. Congratulations on being the I Love Canadian Harness Racing Fan Club Ambassador and how did you uh, find out that you were getting that honor? Haley Saunders from Sandra Canada, she called me and uh, she told me that my brother nominated me and they, uh, the judges went through it and they picked me to be the uh, Ambassador of the Year. So were you surprised? Yeah, I was. Like, I read about it a couple of times, and I read that Anthony McDonald, and he he uh, got it last year, so I was really surprised that I uh, I got it this year. I understand there's going to be a presentation at Inverness Raceway in July. Yeah, yeah, there is. It's going to be during our uh, our big night during our week mm-hmm. called Gathering Week, and uh, it's good because my brother Donald will be home to see it. And, and uh, uh, some other family members will be there to uh, see me get the award. 
how did that all start? How did you start out in, in harness racing? Maybe I was around eight, eight or nine, and uh, I started watching the saddle class on race days. And then uh, 2012, my dad got a horse, and uh, I was around it quite often. And then in uh, 2015, he uh, he was uh, diagnosed cancer, and then uh, me and my brother kind of took over once he uh, he passed away. And uh, from then on, like my brother let me do a lot of stuff with the horse, and Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from two years, two year, almost three year time period. And uh, ever since, I I loved it. Yeah, that was Albert Town that you had, wasn't it? Yeah, back in 2015, I had Albert Town, and uh, he was uh, he was a really great horse to learn off. Just he was 14 at the time, and he was used to people and all that. So he was it was really great to get around and start learning stuff with him. A highlight of last year was at the World Driving Championship in DEI with uh, your horse, Canaran Fame, uh, and a, a famous driver driving him. Yeah, it was really great. To, me and Don were talking about it, and we said Canaran's a horse that likes to finish, so he would be uh, suitable for a mile on the 16th. And uh, we've seen that the, uh, the event had the classifications, and he actually fit that classification that week in Old Home Week, so we decided to enter him. And he said to me, before the draw came out, he said, who do you think will be down the drive? And I said, two drivers. I said, either James McDonald or Dexter Dunn. <laughs> and Dexter came out as the driver. And so I was pretty excited for that. And then leading up to the race, he, he came and he met us and he asked a little bit about the horse. And then I didn't, when the race started, I didn't think he was going to win. He got away sitting seventh and he's on the outside the whole time but then uh, they were going to the, up the back side of three quarters and he made a pretty wide move and he just went to play by everybody else pretty excited to have that moment going to the winner's circle the sixth entry Canarin fame in the seventh bay pacing gelding he's eight by apache fame from the albatross dam across the sky owned by donald mcclellan of chatham ontario Damien McClellan of Inverness, Nova Scotia. Donald does the training. The defending world driving champion from 2015 is Dexter Dunn, and he's in the driver's seat for his Charlottetown victory tonight, the mile and 16th time, 207 and 3. Canarin fame, Dexter Dunn in the 7th. What's your involvement with Canaran Fame, though? You're uh, looking after him, I understand, from what your brother mentioned. Like, you, you do pretty much most of the work looking after him, so you jog him, train him. Yeah, yeah, I jog and train him, and uh, I, I do most of the work. There's guys in the band that help me out, too. If uh, they ever need help or if I'm not available to be at the track that day, they can uh, just look after him for the day. Um, if I'm at hockey or something, I'm, I'm involved in hockey. It's winding down now, but I'm more focused now on the harness racing. I, I want to be a driver. I, uh, whenever I turn the age limit to become a driver, I'm going to go for my driver's license. You're probably the youngest person with a regular column in any North American harness racing publications. Any thoughts on that so far, writing about the sport? It's a little tough to find topics throughout the winter. Like mostly, it's just the same topics kind of yeah. every month. Just looking at the, the horsemen out country that are racing up Ontario and up, up the line and that, and just 
you're reviewing them and you're reviewing how the horses are doing at the local face track during the winter. I think once the summer hits, it'll be, it'll be a lot more easier to write about. But I, I, I like writing about uh, the horseman in and that. And uh, it's something I follow. I follow a lot. And your season up there starts in June, I think, this year. Yeah, we uh, we started qualifying usually around the uh, second or third week of May, and then we work our way into uh, racing season usually the first time of June. Uh, you'll have a lot more to write about then, I guess, especially when Atlantic Sire Stakes come to town and uh, Inverness Gathering Week and other events like that. Yeah, well, Inverness Gathering will be really really fun to write about because usually we have a uh, I think our invitational is set for during gathering week so it'd be good to write about the horse that are coming in to compete in that thanks for listening and thank you Mike and Mike for having us on the show I'm Melissa Keith. Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. All right.
right, wrapping this thing up. Post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Special thanks to all of our guests, the Nature Boy, Rick Flair, Scott Robinson, the gang from Pocono, the racing marketing manager, Jen Starr, and their fine track announcer, Jim Baviglia, and a handicapping guru, Matt Rose. We went through the matchmaker in the Levy Series. Round two is coming up this weekend at Yonkers Raceway. On behalf of all of us here in Post Time with Mike and Mike, don't forget to check out our newsletter coming up tonight. You can go down to posttimewithmikeandmike.com for that. And if you're still alive in the George Morton and Levy Bracket Buster, 32 of you are, make sure that you have your picks in by 9.29 tonight. Email Mike at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. See you next week, next Thursday, with the first time of 10.30. Good night. But you can't stay here I know who I want to take me home